Okay. So earlier I was I was like on <laughs> I was on Twitter and I just on my feed and um there was this retweet that I saw that said um I never liked at at Raja O'Hara tagged this bitch. <laughs> I never liked at Raja O'Hara. Matter of fact, I hate her in season 11 with every episode. <laughs> <laughs> with every episode of hashtag all star six, I fall in love with her. And that's, and that's the biggest redemption of all really wish Rue crowned her, but I'm happy for at official Sonique too. And, uh, the at official Sonique that he tagged is, um, the, like the, is the wrong Sonique. Yeah, it's, a, right it's a British <laughs> singer that sings that it feels so good which is a bop yeah which is it which is a bop but (laughs) but she's not she did not win she's not part of the conversation she did not win (laughs) all-star six so yeah i was um wait did that tweet say redemption or redemption okay i was gonna say they missed they missed an opportunity to say redemption which is important yeah but um (laughs) <laughs> like Russia. I'm sure that her reaction was um, what was her reaction well Raja had retweeted the reason why I saw it was because Raja had retweeted it and yeah. she was like uh, this is not a compliment <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep these to yourself or send it to your mom's house for not teaching you common sense or decency <laughs> and she she uh, like replied to the tweet too and was just like you got the wrong Raja too um, what are your thoughts on that do you think that's an okay thing to tweet I mean it's fucking twitter man like you know what I mean like it's fucking people tweet I mean yeah like that's it's pretty mild it's it's a yes I agree that it's a backhanded compliment but like (laughs) I mean you're that is even the worst thing I've seen on twitter today yeah like like, also you're you're a fucking like drag queen famous famous drag TV queen show. Yeah, you're like, not just like a drag queen you're a famous drag queen with a huge platform you're fine so I think you're okay is it rude yeah oh yeah it's rude but like damn yeah. you were really bothered to boost that to all of your followers huh? would, I, would I yeah no, she, <laughs> she got you bitch because <laughs> I didn't know who she was yeah until none of us would have ever seen that girl <laughs> like um yeah I mean, you're like, would I have tweeted it? No. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mean that's, you're, that you're, that's, I mean, it's a shitty tweet. It's not a good tweet. But, I mean, uh, yeah, like, I also did spend episode one of uh, podcast bitching about <laughs> Serena Starting Chow. a feud with Serena Cha-Cha, <laughs> making the official position of this podcast that Serena Cha-Cha should rethink this. <laughs> Sorry, Serena. I'm sorry. God, I wasn't trying to be like this guy. <clears throat> I mean, she's she's also fine because she's again a famous drag queen yeah, on TV, even like, if she isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Listen, I, I I'm I was scared about it on episode one. On episode two, uh, it's if if we see you in public, Serena, it's on site. We're gonna do this every episode <laughs> until you send us a video. <laughs> Saying that you're gonna kill kill the president so we can blackmail you. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Oh, uh, shit. Okay. If you guys haven't seen, I think you should leave. You should watch it because it's really funny. <clears throat> um, yeah, I like that show. What's that guy's name? Tim Robinson? Uh, sure. Okay. I don't remember. Let's say it's Tim Robinson. I think it is. I think that's right. Hi. Hey. Welcome to uh, Bareback Cowboys. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tucker Wild. I'm Jack Bean. And uh, today, uh, we are going to talk about... Um, Drag Race, first of all, yeah. which we did already, yeah. so good job. Welcome back. Uh, right, this is not a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, I promise. Oh, God, it's just a fucking... It's on, it's it's on, it's on the whole... It's yeah, on year it's round, on, dude. It's, like, it's, it's, you never get a break now, but at least, hey, All Stars is over. I don't, I'm not following any of the other ones right now. I, it's... We're not going to keep talking about this. We should, like, uh, well, okay, so, like, what else is giving you, like, literally over a dozen gay people to point out and be like, we all know this person, right. you know what I mean? Right, like, no, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't feel as bad about talking about it, but, like, if you don't, if you don't watch that show, we talk about plenty of other shit, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, today we're going to tackle a question that is asked of me a lot, I don't know, do you get this a lot, too? Yeah. How did uh, how did you get how did you get into porn mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or sex work in general escorting mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna, I mean we're gonna we're gonna crack it the fuck open and start at the beginning um, when uh, so like uh, I was I I'm from like Mississippi um, and like a pretty it's not great it's not it's not the best. Uh, As someone that has been to Mississippi several times now, um, you can skip it. Yeah. As a, like uh, <laughs> official stance of the Bareback Cowboys podcast, uh, fuck Mississippi. I mean, there are some fine people that live there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's all they got. It's like... But... Um, I, came, I don't know. I came out of there. I haven't. Yeah. See, so it's not... There, I mean, you, you can find good and bad people everywhere. Mississippi is just a shithole. Like it's to, to quote Donald Trump. <laughs> when I first when I first moved, I remember like driving um, driving up the highways after I got out of the state and being like, "Oh my god, it's so clean!" Like being like, "There's no trash on the sides of the road." And then I like moved away, and I I would go back like once a year, and every year I would go back and I'd be like, "Oh my god." I didn't realize how shitty it is. <laughs> it's really <laughs> shitty. And every year, like every year away. And also I've like experienced more life and seen more of the world. So I've seen like buildings that aren't, f- I don't know. Man. Like it's, <laughs> it's so bad. Like everything just looks like shit. Like, um, well also like there's no fucking like city like Jackson fucking sucks. Um, I've never been to Gulfport, but I'm sure it fucking sucks too. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's better than the rest of it because people go there to like gamble. Yeah. My grandma used to take us to a wave pool that had water slides down there. <clears throat> That's cute. Um but yeah. Yeah, it uh cannot Don't go. Yeah, if don't, you live there, move. And if you can't, it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I like I literally can't imagine what I would be like if I had never left. And I'm the only one of my, like, siblings that ever, like, moved away. I think my sister lived in California for, like, a few months and then moved back. Sounds uh, about right. Except for my other sister. 
does live in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like my my family that is based there. around out there. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I want to, and also, I I feel like I need to make this point. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't subscribe to the belief that like, all Southerners are like stupid backwoods idiots. I think that's stupid and harmful and um, I don't agree with that. Um, but Mississippi sucks and it, there, there are a lot of reasons for that and there are a lot of reasons that a lot of, especially rural, but like <laughs> Mississippi's concerned literally just everywhere, uh, areas in like the US South suck um, that cannot be blamed just be, like, like I, I think it's very fashionable to blame the people that live in those states for being like, voting the way that they do yeah. and let me tell you sis they don't have a choice like the the democrats that run in those places are Awful. just as fucking shitty as the republicans yeah. that run in those places and those people care at least the republicans are like doing whatever stupid shit that those people care about like like guns or abortion like they align with them on that because neither of those neither neither the republican or the democrat in those places are doing those people any fucking good yeah it is not it is not it's not i'm not like you can't you can't blame the voters and like this fucking like i i hate the statistic that i hate the most that everybody likes to say is oh well there there are so many people that just didn't even go to college and it's like the whole concept of, like, going to college and that making you, like... Like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you're exposed... You, you are exposed to more things, and, like, I, I guess it sort of gives you... Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the good that college did me, and I'm coming up pretty short, but... I think, I think it mainly exists as a gatekeeping tactic to keep a lot of people... Uh, who don't have the money to go um, poor and disadvantaged. Well, it, like, it did, uh, it, it, like, socialized you to interacting with people that were outside of your pocket that you were born into. True, yeah, Um, yeah, that's true. That's probably the only, like, real benefit that I can... Well, and I do, I do agree that there is this sort of, like, they, they, you do get the sort of neoliberal ideology, like, pounded into you there, um... Which uh, is it like sometimes conservatives are right about some things, yeah. Um, but <laughs> they, yeah, I don't, it, well, they, you come out being like, like, because if you take a history course in college, they'll be like, yeah, actually, guess what? America did some things that weren't 100% great, and you're like, whoa, what? But you're supposed to just kind of move past it and be like, well, we're just doing our best. No, we are not doing our best. <laughs> the American government has been doing its worst since the beginning, sis. Well, all of that being said, <clears throat> uh, I also um, lived in the same city as you and got socialized just the same without right. going to college. Right, I just, because it I was just a re- very liberal. Yeah, I just city. I just relocated to a college town right. instead of going to college and paying for college. Yeah. So, like, I got that benefit without. Without getting a degree. Well, I wouldn't even say that it's a benefit. I, I mean, being social, be, like, moving away from the place that you grew up and, like, meeting people that aren't like you and having conversations with them and thinking, like, starting to think about, like, these are the beliefs or the values that I hold and um, having to, like, be confronted with people who don't agree with you and, uh, for like, really sort of, like, finding out or, or examining yourself and finding out what you actually believe and not just what 
you sort of believe by proxy because of where you grew up or who your family was or who your friends were in high school or, or whatever. Indoctrination. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that, that is good. I think that is good, but like, and, and that is probably the primary benefit for, of college for a lot of people. I don't know. There are people that sort of sequester themselves to the people that they, the same sort of socioeconomic slash racial, like, people in those categories and hang out, only hang out with those people and don't really learn much. But yeah, uh, Mississippi bad. Mississippi is bad. Not because All of this of, to say. <laughs> not because not because southern southerners are stupid, but because like it, there's no choice. There's it's, no choice. There. The infrastructure is falling apart. Um, the 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 voters don't have a choice between a good candidate and a bad candidate. They have a bad candidate and a bad candidate that like believes says that they believe the same thing as them. Right. So exactly. It's, it's you know, it is what it is, and the the sidewalks are cracked, and the and there's and fucking the, trash everywhere. <laughs> trash everywhere. <laughs> like actually, yeah, it's it's really bad. But yeah, so I grew up there. Um, and when I was there, like towards the end of high school, I had my first boyfriend and we, we were, um, we were having sex with each other and it was very monogamous and, um, we were both virgins when we had sex and Hot. we used condoms the entire time because <laughs> there's like Mississippi has no fucking sex education. So like, as far as I knew, like a man and a man had sex without a condom on and it just, you became pregnant with AIDS. You generated AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't, well, I mean like, no, yeah, for sure. The, well, the church I was raised in, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, those people were fucking crazy. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was, I would have, if somebody would have said that to me, I would have been like, oh yes, absolutely. That is what, that's how that happens. Well, we could probably do an entire episode on your crazy culture. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, so I um I got this boyfriend and we had sex and uh and then we broke up and around this time is when I was like leaving the church because I was like had a lot of questions and I was like actually having feelings for this boy and I was like doing research into like theology and like the the translations of religious texts and things and I took it to my pastor and he was just like you know like you know you, even if I believed what you were saying I couldn't agree with you because I would lose my job so like you got to just take it somewhere else so that that's when I was like okay this is all bullshit like whatever so anyway, uh, I broke up with this guy and like, even though I had like been insistent that we would use condoms the entire time that we were together, as soon as we broke up, there was this like notorious cruising spot that like people knew about. Um, it was a, it was a rest area and, uh, I like a, like a parking area with like no like bathroom housing there were like trails and stuff so I like pulled I I was driving in like an old jeep and I pulled my jeep up and I parked it and I was sitting there and I was just kind of watching the guys and there's this guy in this pickup truck and he gets out and he's so fucking hot he's like in his 40s just like salt and pepper hair blue eyes just super handsome like dad energy and he strolls right the fuck up to the window of my, um, of my Jeep. And I'm sitting there like 19 years old, like eyes, like dinner plates, I'm sure. And he's just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you shouldn't be here. You can get in trouble. And I said, oh, 
And he said, do you want to, you want to like come with me to my house? And I was like, yeah, 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 I do. (laughs) And so, uh, he got in his truck and I followed him, um, from there to his house and he took me, uh, took me to his bedroom and he pinned my knees up by my ears and he fucked my brains out and came in my ass. And it was... Let's let's not pretend that you're that flexible. Were you that flexible when you were 19? Fuck (laughs) you, bitch. Just because you can, like, tie your goddamn legs in a pretzel knot behind your head. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, so he fucked me. Fucking bitch. He fucked me and he came in my ass and it was awesome. And I was flexible. I was a baby. You were, I was yeah, 19. That, yeah, that was a long time ago. So Ooh. maybe you were. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. So he was my dad's age and he fucked me. Your turn. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my god. Um I don't I yeah, I don't have any cool stories like that. Um everything was pre- I, like I didn't um <laughs> so <he> just <laughs> looking at me like he hates me. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I'm gonna start stretching. <laughs> That honestly, if this is the moment that makes you do that, then it was worth all of the pain that you felt. Guys, Jack's not gonna be on episode three of this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna encrypt like messages about where to find his body in episode three. Yeah, if I turn up dead, you know who did it. You're going to be tied up with, like, those shibari ropes into, like, a really crazy, like, contortionist position. And be like, who's flexible now? Oh, God. And then they can do a Netflix murder mystery oh documentary series about it. Oh, my God. We can it. get with our friend that does the, the true crime podcast and yeah, give an exclusive uh, interview before yeah. I get caught <laughs> for murdering you. For, for, for being shady to me about not being flexible. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Did you talk about, uh, I don't know, my backstory, like, I, um, I mean, I'm from rural Missouri, kind of, did you talk about when you came out? Uh, no, like, I came out when I was, like, 18. It was because I started dating that boy. Oh, okay. It's because I, I, like, I had feelings for, for him, and I was, like, literally with him all the time, and everybody was, like, okay, like... <laughs> You guys are really good friends. Well, like, I was, I mean, like, you've seen pictures of me back then. I was, like, rocking, like, scene hair and, like, painting my nails and listening to emo music. And, um, this boy was very, he was, like, very, very cute and very, like, neat and put together. And he had all of his ducks in a row. Mm. So we were both, like, outliers on the, like, this is the typical, like... Uh, yeah, this, no, like this is this is they were like this is not the typical like character model for Mississippi, Mississippi boy. boy. Yeah, like these guys aren't. They're not hunting. They're not fishing. They're not going to see the new Fast and Furious movie. Excuse me, I think it's hunting, hunting, hunting. Which I did. Like I did. I did grow up hunting, 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 hunting. But like I, <laughs> I like, yeah, I stopped when I was a teenager because I was very angsty. 
Yeah, I, um, I've actually never been hunting, which might uh, take away from my country cred, but um, I did fish a lot when I was little with my grandpa. But uh, I, I never, I never hunted. I was always asked to go hunting, and I was like, no, I don't want to kill something that I believe has a soul. <laughs> 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 Which like fish, I don't know. I don't. I look at a fish's eyes. I don't see anything, so I don't really feel bad about <laughs> killing it. <laughs> I don't like to eat fish either. I was doing it for fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I definitely. I also like... eat meat, so like, <laughs> so I just don't want to kill it. I, I want to have. Some uh, some uh, mystification between me eating the food and it, you know, the horrible industries that exist to get it to that point. Yeah, just don't think about what it was before it was in the plastic no, I don't, package. I don't, and I don't, and I won't. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, we me talking coming, about, you coming out. You I, came I came out. I definitely. You come out. I come out. <laughs> I come out. I come out. I had a boyfriend. I come out, and I. Yeah, I I did go hunting. Quite a bit, though. Well, I went fishing, so I fish. That's better. But yeah, what about what about you? Um. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> uh. I yeah. I grew up in rural Missouri. Um. I sort of was made to go to church sometimes, occasionally. Like one of those, like, oh, it's Easter, we have to go to church, or we never did Christmas because that's a fucking like Catholic thing, and obviously. Wasn't that, I mean, I don't know, I think there were a couple of Catholics in my town, but everybody thought they were weird, because that's the general sentiment in rural America. Yeah, that's, um, we had, I mean, same, yeah. <clears throat> like, the Catholics were like, okay, but are they devil worshippers, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember, like, at a very, like, I was, like, 10 or 11 or something, <clears throat> and we were getting ready to go to church because it was Easter, and we didn't even do that every year. Um, and I was just like, this is such a waste of time. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh, that's, that's a terrible thing to say. Um, but like that, that, uh, whatever, that's stupid. Which is funny to know her now. Right. Like, exactly. Because, like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, by the time I was, uh, I don't know, I would say, I would say on the cusp of puberty, like 12, 13, I was very anti, I, I was, I very much bought into the, uh, I don't know, I, I started listening to emo music again, like, like you, um, and I started to, I don't know, to sort of, like, really notice, like, all of the problems with, like, the community I lived in and the world that I lived in, um, and it made me really depressed for a really long time, and then, yeah, I was, I was doing everything, in my power really to differentiate myself from everybody else because I felt so different and othered and polarized and I wanted, I don't know, I guess, I, di I didn't want anybody to think that I was one of, one of the, one of the normal ones because I just, I felt so powerfully that I wasn't, um, but I was never, I was never like grappling with, um, the fact that I was gay. Like, I, I feel like I, I knew um, at the, even then, but I, I was never really grappling with that, and, um, I don't know, once I started to lighten up a little bit, I guess you could say, um, uh, I started, you know, hooking with girls, and, um, that was something I could do, and it was fine, uh, I've never, never had sex with a girl. I went down on a girl once when I was, like, 15, and I was like, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, I think that little... 
those demons you've been wrestling with, <laughs> you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I let them put me right into a chokehold. <laughs> I guess, I, I don't know, cognitive dissonance is a really... It can be a very powerful thing in the human brain. And I try to, like... I don't know, like, because I was able to just not, like, I would just not allow myself to think about it, which is insane uh, to, to think back on. But, yeah, I just never, I just never wrestled with that reality until much, much later. Um, where, but, I mean, I don't know, like, there were no gay kids in my school, or no out gay kids, rather. Um, and it would have been, I don't know, I, I mean, if, if... I, I wish I could have gone back. I, I wish I could have been, like, you know, like, out and proud about it and, like, sort of had a fuck you attitude about it uh, because that would have been more fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I, just, I just wouldn't even, like, let the train of thought leave that station. I just, I just didn't think about it. Um, and I was having sex with girls and I was working and I was like, maybe this is just what it is. And this, this is just... This is just how it feels, and I'm just supposed to go with this. Uh, and then I got to college, and um, I don't know, I had like a really... I, I went to school um, at a place, because my, my... I mean, I went to a poor, very, very poor rural high school. Um, and not maybe, I don't know, not very many kids went to any kind of college afterwards. Um, so I was one of the few that even did, and then I went to a college that I knew nobody at. Um, so freshman year was really a really weird time, um, where I was doing, I was doing a lot of drugs I had never done, um, and I mean, that's fun, but that's also, like, an opportunity to have a lot of experiences that make you question, I don't know, reality itself, and I was, I don't, freshman year was rough, and then, um, after that I sort of fell in with a friend group, and, uh had had a better time um but i don't know i feel like i'm rambling it <laughs> i mean like uh gets it gets of the sex right yeah um so the first time i hooked up with a guy was my junior year of college which oh god it feels like so it's such a it took us such a long time to get to that point and then also at this point it feels like so long ago uh but yeah i was like 20 or something and it was via Craigslist personal ads, and um, I started emailing back and forth with this guy because I didn't want to give him my phone number. So I miss Craigslist. Yeah, such a such a loss. Um, but yeah, I was emailing back and forth with this guy. I he gave me the address to his place, and I drove over there and like parked like a block away. It was in like a neighborhood. Um, I parked well like far enough away that he wouldn't be able to see me getting out of a car or anything like that and, but it, it took me it took me so long to even like summon the courage to leave my car because I was so just terrified uh you know because I'd never done it before and it was really I'd never met a person from the internet before so that was really sketchy uh <clears throat> and yeah I finally went into his house and basically all he did was like eat my ass and uh suck my dick and i mean it was it was good it was he was pretty cute i mean he wasn't super cute but it was a craigslist guy so craigslist he could have been he, he was he was absolutely craigslist cute um and yeah that was a that was a nice little experience that's what that's what kicked off my my gay stuff oh my god 
Patreon t-shirt idea. Craigslist cute. <laughs> that is yeah. that is a really good. That's really good phrase. Um, yeah, uh, I like. I definitely like grappled with sexuality and prayed to God. I think the first time I ever told somebody that I was like I liked guys was like fifth grade. Wow. Uh, yeah, I told I told like my best friend in fifth grade that I thought I was bi. And, uh, and then I moved school. So then I was like, I don't trust anybody. So I went back further into my shell and, uh, yeah. Um, my thing with like opening up, I think leaving the church really made me question a lot of things. So it was like question a lot of like societal stuff. And that's when I, when I really, cause I, I mean, I went from like, you know, like deep red state, like brainwashing about politics and religion Mm -hmm. And I moved, and I moved, and I was around all of these, like, college students, and yeah. we were, we had a hookah bar. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we listened to Pink Floyd. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I was in the unique position where, well, because I, even, like, from, like, going, briefly touching on high school again, I, I never, uh, like, my parents were outliers themselves because they weren't just run-of-the-mill, uh, I mean, like, my, my, uh, mom is born and raised the same place I was, but she, I mean, from an early age, I was always taught that, you know, like, racism is bad, homophobia is bad, which is not (laughs) what most people, (laughs) what most people get, so Mm -hmm. I never, definitely not what you got, (laughs) but, um, I never, uh, I never thought that, I never thought that being gay was wrong, I never thought there was any morally wrong with being gay I think I was just um, I don't know more than anything else the reason I wouldn't let myself think about it was just like I didn't want uh, I don't know I didn't I didn't want people to be right about me yeah <laughs> even though like I don't know I mean obviously I was get, I was getting called a faggot like from middle school on um, but like so is everybody at the time exactly. but it just it feels personal because you know in the back of your mind like I am a fucking faggot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, spit on me. <laughs> Moving away was was huge for me. Um, and then after that, I pretty quickly got into. Uh, sorry, clearly broke up with the other guy. I got into my first serious relationship. I had like done some stuff uh, here and there, like with blah blah blah. But the next like next milestone is like boyfriend. I had this boyfriend. I was with him for like six years. Um, really, really sweet guy. He's, uh, he's an artist, very talented artist. Uh, we had a lot of really good times, very huge part of my life shaped me to be who I am, but oh man, was I horny. I was so (laughs) horny. And also, yeah, like, um, like in our relationship, he was like all bottom and like, so, like, monogamous, I'm not getting fucked. Like, I, I was, like, I'm, like not getting fucked, um, not able to, like... I think we had, like, maybe a, a few three-ways, and it was, like, those where it gets weird during mm. the three-way because, like, he would get upset for different yeah. reasons or whatever. And then, um, yeah, I, I... After a really, really long time, we lived together. We, we did everything together. We broke up. And I was like, yo, uh, if I date, I'm never going to be in another relationship again unless it's an, an open relationship. 
So, I pretty pretty quickly got into another relationship, and I was like, it's open, or I want to be open, and this guy was like, uh, can we just be closed just at the beginning? And he was like, I was like, okay, fine. So, like, for six months, we were closed. And then at six-month mark, I was at a bar. There was a guy. He was talking to me while my boyfriend was getting a drink. And the guy leans in to kiss me. And then when we break our kiss, I look. And it was like a scene from a movie where you see the eyes lock on you from across the room. And just like, oh, my God, how could you? I and can't believe you've done this. I can't believe Ah, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> so then there was this whole thing. And I was like, I told you from the beginning I wanted to have an open relationship. Like... I communicated with you. It's been six months. Like, so we opened it up. We were open for a little, like a period of time. And then he was like, I don't want to be open. I can't do this. And I was like, okay, well, I need that right now. I need that in my life right now. So yeah. So we broke up. Yeah. I had a very weird, um, once I started hooking up with guys, I started, you know, it was very quickly like, <clears throat> I mean, I downloaded the apps, which, um, very, it, it's funny to talk to older gay people about, like, when I was, when I was your age, we just had to go to the old rusty saloon and try our luck. <laughs> and wave our, like, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, yeah, I had apps, like, immediately once I started hooking up with guys, which I was like, oh, shit, I can just have sex whenever I want. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, it was before that first boyfriend when Grinder like, popped up, mm. like, right before him, and I had, like, downloaded, which that boy kept finding me on fucking Grinder and Adam mm. for Adam and Craigslist, he kept finding me on them, he kept finding me on them, and our, like, our, mm -hmm. I loved him, and he loved me, we loved each other so much, that relationship was incredibly broken because he could not trust me and he yeah. shouldn't have because I was constantly like he like literally all the time he, I would like come into the bedroom and he would be by my computer and he'd just be like oh <laughs> like, oh fuck what did you see yeah it was mm, not good um yeah anyway so I was getting up to all sorts of gay internet shenanigans and um I one time I, I met this guy on a cam site, which I'm not going to name because it's not important. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I ch started chatting with this guy there and then we started, that sort of turned into texting and eventually we met and we met a couple more times. He lived pretty far away, um, but eventually we like met halfway, met, um, like, met a couple more times, and then it was kind of like, okay, we're, like, sort of kind of quasi-dating, but we never really had a conversation where right, right. it was like, we're boyfriends, here are the expectations, here are the rules, if you will. Um, so, I was I was still hooking up. I assume he was still hooking up, but, I don't know, we never talked about it, and it was a long-distance relationship, so. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, so that, that was just, like, an ongoing thing, and I was, uh, I kept going through college, um, hooking up whenever I wanted to, slash could, um, and then, <laughs> that, so, uh, speaking of coming out, um, I never really, I never really got to the point where I came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> to sort of, when, the, the first time I ever said that I was gay to anybody was I, um, it was my senior year of college, and I lived with 
three other guys in like a duplex and I was bringing this guy home um, and it was pretty late, it was like 2am uh, but we were both kind of drunk and I was like yeah let's go back to my place um, and I opened the door and two of my roommates are just sitting in the living room like playing a video game or watching TV or something you are like hey what's up and I was like hey um, uh I'm about to bring a guy up to my room and we're gonna have sex. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, yeah, I did that. And then, uh, so that was the first time I ever came out to anybody. Um, and then, I guess, like, the, the me coming out to my parents, which happened, mm, like, not much later, like, the end of, like, once I graduated college, and, um, I was home for a couple months, and then I ended up moving in with the long-distance guy, which was the, the webcam boy. <laughs> I mean, we had met, like, several times at that point, and we talked all the time, but we were, that was not a good decision to move in with him, but anyway, I did that, but before I did that, um, to sort of be like, hey, this is what I'm doing to my parents, I had to come out to them. So I did that, and that was when I was 22, and it was good, it was good, it was weird, it, like, it's always weird to do that, um, I think for everybody, uh, but, I mean, I was fortunate enough to them, I mean, they were, they were very supportive, both of them were very supportive, um, I, and I knew they would be, it's just kind of, it's just kind of one of those, one of those things, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely not a typical coming out experience um i think that's where everybody has most people don't have as easy a of a time as that and it was still like hard for me so i can't even imagine yeah my um coming out to my my parents was funny because like i have on my 18th birthday i got these like nautical star tattoos on my hips and apparently in the 80s like lesbians would get them to like signal to each other that they were lesbians or something like I'm that. I'm a lesbian mom and dad. <laughs> and they would like cover them and stuff. Well I got them on my hips and I got them on my hips. I got them because I was like listening to like pop punk shit and that's what people were getting tattooed on them. It didn't have anything to do with that. Um, hips are a pretty sexy tattoo location. Well <laughs> I was doing it because I was 18 and I was like I, when I turn 18 I'm gonna get a tattoo and I was still in high school and my parents were like no you're fucking not and I was like <laughs> bet. <laughs> so uh, on my 18th birthday I got I got that ta- I got my tattoos and uh, yeah so my my stepmom hacked my MySpace account and found out about the tattoo and then researched the tattoo and <laughs> my dad like confronted me and was like that's so funny because like of course like do you think that a teenager a rebellious teenager who's just doing this like mostly to piss you off would have <laughs> would have like researched like what does it what does this specific image in this specific location mean maybe Maybe some, maybe some, maybe some of them, but not this one. No, I this feel like in. probably most of them don't research <laughs> the tattoos. <laughs> this one, they this probably one, just go and do it. This one said, "Yeah, I listen to Fall Out Boy a lot." Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a nautical star tattooed on my. Surely Pete Wentz has a nautical star somewhere on his body. Uh, but I, yeah, I, uh, my dad like confronted me and was like, "Only two types of people get this tattoo: sailors and queers." And you're not a sailor. And I was like, and then that was his like, are you gay? And I was like, yeah. 
definitely, definitely. So maybe am. you did get it because you're queer. Maybe you just subconsciously knew that that was the lesbian symbol. No, 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 I didn't. But yeah, so I got. Uh, yeah, that's the story behind me actually like saying the words. Uh, oh, you have more of your story to tell, actually. Well, okay, so I moved far away to uh, live with this guy that I had. Only I didn't know well enough to move in with to be honest and then we lived together for a few months And it was pretty obvious to both of us that it was not working and in the time That uh, we were sort of figuring that out. I met um, this other guy who uh, <clears throat> I don't know we had a little bit of a thing and then we sort of had a little bit of a falling out and then we sort of had a little bit of an unfalling out and um, right around this time I, uh, it was really just becoming clear that I needed to not be with the guy that I was currently with, and he felt the same way, so we decided to break it off, and then pretty much immediately I moved in with this other guy, uh, yeah, and it was another monogamous relationship, and at that point I had sort of learned that, oh, there are people that don't do the monogamy thing, I think that I would be interested in exploring that, and I shared this with this person, and he was not into it at all, um, he had a very traditional idea of what relationships should be, um, so I kind of knew that that was doomed, but stayed in that for longer than I probably should have, um, and yeah, I mean, that, that culminated in, um, me getting a job uh, back sort of where, where I went to college, really, like in that area. Um, so I, I was going to move back there, and he, he kind of toyed with the idea of also moving, but he had an actual job where he lived, so that would have been really stupid. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was when we split for the, for, for the best. I, I didn't know how else that was going to end, so... Yeah, and so this town where um, where you went to school and mm. where uh, it, it was actually this, the, the town that I had moved to from Mississippi, and we were... Coincidentally. Right on top of each other for like... Literally. Years. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Uh, but um, yeah, so I was like talking to old Jack on Grinder. <clears throat> for a few weeks as you do as you do and we were talking about fucking and I went over there one night and we fucked and then we hung out we kept hanging out after <laughs> that we never stopped we still have not stopped fucking hanging out so that's how that is the that is the um the backstory the origin story that is of, the origin story of how we came yeah. to be that is uh be TJ. That is an era that we refer to as BTJ before Tucker and Jack. Before Tucker and Jack. That's <laughs> interesting. Like, so now we are at A BJ? ATJ, yeah. sorry. ATJ. Yeah. Uh, in the current era. Um, BC, actually. Bareback Cowboys. Oh, and so then what's BA? Wait, AB? AD. What's AD? Already ass dicks. Already dicking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, um, it took a while for us to start dating. Yeah, we hung out, I don't know, for like a couple months before we like officially were like, okay, we're boyfriends. Yeah, know? we were just like chilling, like chilling a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And then, then 
we started dating. We were boyfriends. And then, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, we, we, we were, we both, because of our previous relationships, we knew both, that monogamy did not work for either of us. Yeah. And we were very, like, upfront about that from the, from the jump. Yeah, we, um, like, I, I, I was just like, yeah, like, you, you, um, you can fuck whoever you want, I can fuck whoever I want, like, we can just communicate about it, and, like, it had its ups and downs, like, we had, we had some, we had some rough shit, um, but, like, neither of us were on prep before we really linked up, and then we got to, we got on prep together, which was, like, a big thing, we really, like, came into our, like, sexual awakening together, as, like, uh, we went from, like, novices to, like, Oh, <laughs> y'all! Oh, y'all are doing it. Huh? Y'all, are, y'all are really doing it. Yeah, we yeah we sort of yeah helped each other become you know the sluts that we are today. Oh my God! Well, like so, St. Louis was like the closest um, like city, really. Mm. Uh, and uh, so we would we would on the weekends like we would we would go to St. Louis and we would sometimes just go to the bathhouse. We wouldn't even do anything yeah. else. We would just no, go it was to sometimes the it was sometimes just a bathhouse. And that actually this is a touchstone sort of experience for me. The first time I ever went to a bathhouse is when Tucker took me to the St. Louis bathhouse. Yeah. Um and I was so I was pretty skeeved out the first time. I was like this place is gross. <laughs> but I have I have come to love it. It is it is like it feels like home. It feels like home, yeah. yeah I've like, been in a bathhouse so many fucking times. <clears throat> fucked up, just get fucked up and go to the bathhouse, walk around naked. Yeah. And like honestly, the like like they're like cute boys will go, but most of the yeah. time the the fun is just like yeah, just showing off and being, being naked in public yeah. and getting fucked up. They have a great pool. They have a really, really, really outdoor, great outdoor patio area. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. Super good. If you're in St. Louis in the summer, go to Club St. Louis and go lay out on the fucking patio. Maybe go in the dark room and get your dick sucked. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we might be there. <laughs> but yeah, so we did that for a little while. And uh, yeah, we very well may be there because we still, like, we go back... Literally every time we're in town, if we can. Also, before we move on the bathhouses, fun fact: we we <laughs> the original title for this podcast was going to be uh, Tucker and Jack's Bathhouse Review. Oh yeah, episode on um, the Boonville Megaplex coming at coming you. soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that we shit. need to uh, we need to sort all that out and 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 maybe probably create like a multimedia packet for the images that we have you know what i want to do i want to go through that (laughs) motherfucker with like one of those uh like real estate cameras that you can like click through from room to room so people can see it. honestly if we figured out who on that and talked to them about it we probably could do like a whole expose on it which would I don't know who that would be for. That would be for <laughs> fans of bathhouses. It's, it's for weird, y'all. strange <laughs> bathhouses. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So, um, at, at, like we, uh, yeah, I was frequenting some adult bookstores. I was, I was, uh, I oh, never did that. Oh my God. I went one time because this boy that I had been hooking up with and like wanted to date, but obviously he was not interested in, told me that he wanted to go to one of those in particular, and uh, we were both going to get our dicks sucked by this guy, and I was like, yeah, okay, that'll be cool, and then I went, and it, like, was 
fine. Totally, totally fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I used to, man, I used to go all the fucking time. <laughs> and like, that was my introduction to glory holes. Fun fact. Uh, origin my original fascination with glory holes was getting my cock serviced, not the other way around. It seems like it starts with the the top spectrum, and you you end up at the bottom. And then you and then you end up with a dick in your ass. But yeah, so I started that. I like oh man, there was this one time before we moved um, that uh, <coughs> I answered an ad. <coughs> I answered an ad on Craigslist that was for like a private glory hole in a home and it was, I mean, it's like the one that I set up here, but I went to this guy's house and it was all dark and all the furniture and shit was moved out of the living room. There was nothing in the living room and I was like, maybe he was moving. What the fuck? And I put my (laughs) dick through the sheet and he like starts sucking my dick and he gets me hard and I can see like a camera flash going off and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is like at the very beginning of my like hoe journey, but yeah, that was really fun. Oh my god. Um, there is a bathroom in that area that is notorious for cruising, and I spent a lot of time playing <laughs> in that bathroom. I loved it, loved it, loved it. It was so good. That's where I learned a lot of cruising etiquette, which we should probably do like an episode. We could do like a cruising etiquette episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I I never cruised before we met, so. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? We were open. Okay, so yeah, from the beginning of our relationship, we were open. We've always been open. I don't know. I think there were maybe like a series of a couple months where we were like, let's just not have sex with other people, but that didn't last very long. Um, anyway. Uh, so our first sort of foray into escorting, allegedly, uh was just getting hit up by people on the apps in that uh, college time we were talking about. Um, and, and doing, like, small stuff for, like, not, like, for not enough money. Not, not <laughs> nearly enough money. Like, yeah, that's, like... Um, there was a guy who paid me, like... I don't know that we should get into the nitty-gritty of Okay. That. Well, there was a guy that would pay me, like, less than my rate now to, like, put his face in my lap. Mm. And then there was that other guy that hired us both. There, was, were like, there, were, there were gentlemen that would pay him for his time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they would... Whatever. Spend time together. Spend time together. Yeah. So we were, dude, like, not making enough money um, to really, But at like, that point, it, was, it was definitely just, like, a side gig. Yeah. So shortly after that, we actually moved to St. Louis, Missouri, um, which... I, you know, I like it. It still feels like home. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll probably live in St. Louis again um, at some point. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. It it seems like I'll end up there again before I'm dead. Hopefully it feels like it's there. calling. It feels like it's calling you back, doesn't right. it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel so that. Fucking cheap to live there. Yeah, it it's is so like cheap the gas. I I don't. I'm not gonna say what I need to say about the gas scene of St. Louis because. There's just no point, but, um, it's I'll not, say, I'll fucking rate. say it, it's, it's not like, like the, it's not, it's just like, they're not very sex positive, like, you know, when we lived there, like, we were pretty open about what we did, and, like, people didn't, people didn't, didn't like it, they didn't appreciate that, like, it was very, like, people would say, people would come over to your apartment at two o'clock in the morning, 
but they wouldn't say hi to you at the bar. Right. Like, um, they didn't want their friends to know that they had hooked up with mm-hmm. you because people knew that we fucked. Yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. So it's just like not, not very, not very open-minded place. And like, there were people like, there were people that were cool and, uh, there were people that were nice, but yeah, like, like it, it was not the most sex positive of places that I would, that would be my, probably my main reason why I had to get out of there. Like if it would have been cool, I would have been fine living there for longer if, if, yeah. uh, the gay, well, I mean, the gay scene is practically non-existent and the, the people that are like, I don't know, they're just, they're not very fun. Just, like they're all very repressed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, like I said, there are there are some great people there. There are people that I'll be yeah. friends with oh, for yeah, the rest of my life sure. from there. But like, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you, we come here and there's like we're every weekend there's every a weekend party there's a and fucking, people are fucking yeah. at and like completely different, way more our speed yeah. than like oh hey I guess I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, I don't know. There maybe there were like secret hookup parties that we didn't get invited to because we were public sluts. <laughs> well, okay. So here's a really good example of what I'm talking about um, or what we're talking about. Uh, so there was, there's this event that happens in St. Louis called the Naked Bike Ride, which, which is where people ride their bikes naked and they rope off a part of the city and people can be naked there. So Jack and I go to the Naked Bike Ride roped off area and we get naked one night and we're like walking around talking to people and we're in a bar, one of the bars where you can be naked. And there were like, what, six of us? Yeah. There were like six of us standing around. Standing in a circle. And just kind of like fondling just each other's not, flaccid dicks. Not jerking each other off. Nobody was hard. Just kind of like feeling, just kind of groping a little bit. So fast forward later on in the night, we move on to another bar that we frequent and uh but we had to put our clothes on so we got dressed and we went to this bar and people were talking about the thing we were like oh yeah we went to the thing and someone was like oh i heard that there was a circle jerk at this bar earlier can you fucking believe that and it's like okay first of all i fucking wish that it was i wish that that was a fucking circle jerk it was not it was barely it was barely anything it was Anyway, yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, we lived there for a while, um, and uh, we had we had, uh, we had had been, like, filming us yeah, fucking... We dabbled in, like, filming. Shooting stuff with us, shooting stuff with people we were hooking up with. I had a Tumblr at the time. I think shortly after that is when you started your, like, porn, like... I didn't start that until we were, like, in St. Louis. So, yeah, once, once, I, once we moved to St. Louis, I... Pretty, I think pretty quickly after that, I started a Twitter where I was like posting nudes and video clips. Yeah, and then yeah, so you like I you, and I like I started my Twitter. Um, I think I had a, most. I was mostly doing like Tumblr, and then I like made the transition to Twitter when the porn thing happened. Yeah. Uh, but we had been posting stuff, and so uh, fast forward a little while, and um, Eisenlock from. Deviant Man reaches out and is like, hey, I'm going to be in the area, and we were wondering if you guys wanted to shoot, and we're like, cool, yes we do, absolutely, Um, so we shot scenes with them, and that was really fun. Yeah, Yeah, that was cool, that was our, yeah, I mean, I was very nervous about it, just because it was the first scene I had ever done, Uh, but yeah, it was good, I'm glad I did it. I didn't eat for like three days. Yeah, that was fucked. Yeah, I was like crazy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and like we hung out with them a little bit. It was it was cool. So, uh, but while we were there, uh, like, Eisen was like, uh, used to start up just for fans, and we didn't do it. And he was also like, we were talking about industry people, and he was like, a lot of a lot of people that do porn make pretty good money escorting. And we were like, oh, okay, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he left, and at this point we had still been doing like small time like this and that escorting, um, but like we we like absorbed that when he said that, and then shortly after that we went to Atlanta Pride. Mm-hmm. Where we met some friends for the first time. We didn't know them from like before, but we met these people. We met people who became friends. Who became really good friends. But on that trip, they were talking about how they escort and they, they, I mean, we asked them questions and stuff and it seemed, it seemed like something that we could, we could like handle. Um, so yeah, we went back, we went back to saying, like handle, like doing like, like as a serious thing. Not we, just like it, a, we, it, yeah, it was at that point where we decided to be like, hey, we could, we could like actually make some, some real money doing this. Yeah, they told us how to post ads and where to post them and stuff like that and like what kind of pictures to take. So we, I mean, we, we went back to St. Louis. We, uh, we made our ads. Um, we, uh, we had another shoot. Eisen came back to St. Louis and we did. We did another DVD shoot, shoot with him. With him. Um, yeah, and he, again, at this point, was like, listen, you're leaving a lot of money on the table by not having a Just for Fans account. So we were like, okay, fuck it, let's just do it. He actually helped us set it up and, while yeah, he was there. Yeah. Um, so we set up the, the Just for Fans. We also did an OnlyFans like, shortly thereafter just to like have multiple avenues for people to Which, select from. And let me just say that the official position of this podcast is fuck OnlyFans. Fuck OnlyFans, dude. Um, as I mean, I don't know, we're probably going to ride that train for, until it fucking crashes, yeah. but like, uh, hit us up on Just for Fans when OnlyFans decides to finally bail. Yeah, I'm going to drain, well like, at this point I'm just like, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use you <laughs> yeah. for every like cent that I can out of yeah, you. Yeah, but uh, no respect for OnlyFans, OnlyFans is a shitty fucking company. Um, I hope that... Uh, a true tragedy befalls the people that run it. Um, but yeah, so we did that second shoot. We, he told us to make it just for fans. And then, um, after that, we had some friends who invited, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. Uh, I think this is going to be a podcast where we burp and we don't edit those out. So get into it get or into get it. fucking Hey, you know, we might gain some yeah. followers. If you're into, like, maybe jerk off to the burps if you're into that. So we get, we, we were going to go to Pig Week um, in Florida. and We so did we, go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so we went to Pig Week in Florida, and uh, when we were there, we shot with Monster Cub. Um, we shot, or we, we, you shot with Natural Born yeah, Breeders. Yeah, so that was, that was when we met the guys from Natural Born Breeders, and I did, um, won, the, the gangbang lottery, pig week shoot, uh, which, God, I, I don't know if I should even list the people that were in that, because I'm scared that I'll forget somebody. Jake Marshall, Jared Erickson, Zach Auckland, Adam Clay, and Jack Beam. Yes, all um, of those. Uh, but that's that's when we met the natural born breeder guys and sort of exchanged contact info with them, and, which would turn into several more scenes. Probably, that, I, I I think it's 
safe to say that they we have shot the most with that studio. Like we have a lot of scenes oh, with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right so in that we film. like we shot with them. We shot with um, with uh, with uh, the monster monster cop while we were there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So then we after that we go back to St. Louis for a little while. We work for a very short period of time, and then Jack and I both uh, at this point. Um, escorting, escorting was bringing in more money than we were bringing in from our day jobs. We were it was like escorting was in full swing, and we were we were actually missing money doing our day jobs. Yeah, so, so we, we quit those. We quit our day jobs, and we just pursued escorting and um, video work. And um, our lease was ending, and we decided not to renew our lease and just get in the car and hop from city to city and travel and escort and shoot with people. Uh, we made it back down to uh, Florida again, and we shot with Natural Born Breeders again. Um, we, yeah. like you were saying, we did we did scenes with a whole fucking bunch of people. We did like yeah. uh, Tony Sanchez, uh, Killian Knox, Aaron Trainer, Paul Johnson, Jacob Woods, Jay Conrad. J Piggy, mm. the oh, oh, baby. Mm. Oh, we love J Piggy. <laughs> and Zach Maxwell, who's also very sweet. We spent like uh spent like a weekend with him at uh that new Roy's camp. Hideaway. Roy's, yeah. Roy's Hideaway. Shout out Roy's Hideaway. Shout out Roy's. Um he's trying to get us to come back, but we're never headed that way. Yeah, we we haven't been in Georgia in a really long time. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we went on to 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 travel the country and now yeah. we're now we're in Dallas. Shoot with other studios. Um, yeah, but Dallas is where we sort of landed and where we are for the time being. Yeah, we're we're like looking to continue to do. I mean, you've done more studio stuff yeah. since then. Yeah, I did. I was in California for a little bit recently and did some studio stuff there. Yeah, yeah. We would like to like keep doing studio stuff and also obviously do like the oh, yeah. OnlyFans just for fans stuff. That stuff is like, I like really the, fun. I like the it, it's more fun to do the OnlyFans and just for fans stuff for sure. But yeah, that uh, I think that's it. That is the that is the saga of from the beginning to, to where we are now. Yeah, to so how we got into porn. Get into it or and escorting. Get out of it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that's all for tonight. So yeah, I'm hot. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna turn our air conditioning back on because yeah, we can. Yeah, we fucking so. turn the air conditioning off so we can record this. Like y'all are gonna have to start paying us. Our air soon. conditioner is loud. It's loud as fuck. It's this apartment so loud. is loud as fuck. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon. Idiots. <laughs> Bye. Love you.